ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Hola, amigos. It is another day of the Sports Hangover. Gus Kattengill with as always, appreciate you tuning us in. You can give me a follow on Twitter at GCAT underscore one seven. And of course, the station at ESPN Radio NOLA. That is the way to chime into the conversation via social media. Our questions of the day, your opinions. In case you can't get to the phone, you don't want to get to the phone. It's easier for you on Twitter to do that as well. You can always call us at 800-998-1003. Buddy, we'll take your phone calls over at the LaRue Studios. So tell him hello. He always likes to say, what up, when you Give us a buzz. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that Campbell Wednesday hump day is what it is. One more day is all you got to wait for the official schedule release of your New Orleans Saints and the rest of the NFL. Lots of leaks out there already. NFL leaks and NFL schedules on Twitter. The two handles that have been tweeting different leaks here as well. We do know one already, right? The London game. Some words of wisdom. Peace and humpiness forever. And a little peace and humptiness forever. Welcome to the show. It is Wednesday, May 11th. A minute after the top of the hour high noon. As always, we welcome you to the show tomorrow, right around this time. You might hear a little noise in the background because we will be at Francesca's Deli, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. It is right in the middle of Canal Boulevard and West End Boulevard. So depending on what exit you get off of, you're either going to go left or right, but you can't miss us. Stop on in. John Forcade's going to stop by, probably grab a sandwich on his way out. He's got some sort of function in Mississippi or something. Apparently, he's important up there. Um, we'll chat with him, get his take on the possible look of what the schedule is um, going to be going going on. And also, one of the things that we will be chatting about, of course, is, uh, you know, the schedule. So we'll be having fun with that here as well. So I, 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 how important is it? Obviously, I think it is somewhat important to um, let us know why you think that the schedule is important. Do you think it's as important as it maybe has been in the past? Do we kind of make a bigger deal of it? Or is there legit importance to it? I, I think there's certain things that you can you know, look at as well as we talked to Marlon Fay right back on Monday. He kind of chatted a little bit about that, that the players absolutely do. And I think we all do. And I think there is a level of importance to it from this standpoint. A, you kind of know where you're going and stuff. And I do think you can't plan for when teams and how teams and why teams will be where they are um, at that point of the season, whether it's injury or whether it's anything. But, you know, cold weather straight road games, home stands, things of that nature when you play your division opponents. So I do think there's a um a level of importance. So we will check that out when we get going. Also, coming up on today's show we'll, we'll speak with Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette. We will chat with him uh about his thoughts of Acadian and how they sort of feel about the upcoming um, conference tournaments here as well as Louisiana UL. Right now, I saw that there was a kind of one of those uh, predictions of what the regionals will be. The projected field of 64. Can't get out of my head. Anyway, College Baseball Nation tweeted this a little bit earlier. And I noticed that Louisiana is in there as well. Or actually, one of the first four out. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, his thoughts on um, the Saints rookie minicamp this week and something that will be my headline and lead coming up here in a quick second. In case you're wondering, LSU is not hosting. Right now they have them as a two seed, and they have them going to Stanford, the 16 seed, one through 16. I'll go through them if you like 
here in a second, but Stanford, the 16 seed, LSU, a two seed, three seed, UCSB, and Nevada is what they have right now is the four seed. Again, this is projected regionals. You still got conference tournaments, weekend series. The Tigers winning last night 17-3 over SLU. We will speak with Matt Reiser coming up at 1245 as this weekend, well, actually it starts tomorrow. Uh, the Southland Conference Tournament's about to be decided, at least regular season. Let's see how that winds up going because Nichols and SLU will start tomorrow at 6, Game 2 Friday at 6, and Game 3 Saturday at 1. And uh, Nichols 11 and 10, SLU 12 and 9, one game separates them. Kind of a big series. UNO, Coach Blake Dean will join us at 105. Kind of a big series for them. UNO, 11 and 10, just like Nichols. Their game with South Alabama today canceled. They're on the road. They're heading to Northwestern State tomorrow to have their series start. 6.30, 6.30 Friday, 1 o'clock on Saturday. So two coaches that are going to be involved with literally how the conference is won. We'll chat with him. Coach Mike Silva, we normally chat with him on Thursday. We reached out to him, not feeling well under the weather. Hope he feels better. He's got a game to get ready for tomorrow, but we did reach out to him to try to get the Colonels side of things in this um, series with SLU, but he can't come on today. Tulane last night getting a four-run eighth to beat South Alabama, 11-7. to, uh, to seven. Twelve hits, Simon Bumgart had three hits, three doubles, uh, two doubles rather, and two runs. So the Wave getting a much-needed win there as they uh, get ready for their weekend series. And we spoke with Corey Glore yesterday about what Tulane needs to do and kind of just kind of, get going in the right direction uh, and, you know, get ready for the conference tournament. they got to win the conference tournament if they want to get into the regional, right? I mean, it's just what it is right now. They're, they're not even in the first four outs, and they they got to win the tournament. They're, they're capable of doing it. they just got to go out there and doing it. Here's right now, again, this is just College Baseball Nation. At College Ball Nat, if you want to follow them on Twitter, is what they posted. The number one overall seed right now, Tennessee. In that regional, you got Wolford, uh, Pittsburgh, and Coppin State is those four. Oregon State, the number two overall seed, Gonzaga Grand Canyon Army, those three other teams there. Oklahoma State is next, Texas State, Kennesaw State, McNeese. At four, Virginia Tech. ECU, the two seed, Mercer, the three, Long Island, the four, Notre Dame, the five seed. The two seed would be Oregon, three, San Diego, four, Wright State, six overall, Arkansas. The two seed in that regional, DBU, Georgia Tech, and Fairfield. The number seven overall, Miami right now, Connecticut, the two seed, Louisiana Tech, the three seed, and FAMU, the four seed. At uh, the number eight overall seed, Texas A&M. Look at this regional. Right now they have Texas as a two seed. UTSA is a three seed. And Maine is a four seed. Number nine overall per College Baseball Nation. Right now they have Louisville as their projection. And in that regional, Arizona the two. Rutgers the three. Ball State the four. Southern Miss, my Golden Eagles. The ten overall seed per them. In that regional in Hattiesburg, the two C would be Oklahoma, UCLA at three, North Dakota State at four. At 11 overall, Virginia, the two seed there would be TCU, Liberty, and Davidson, the four seed. 12 seed overall, Auburn, another SEC school, and they would have NC State as the two, Coastal Carolina as the three, Campbell as the four. 13 overall, Purdue, Maryland. Vandy would be the two seed there. West Virginia and Penn would be the four seed. 14 overall, Georgia Southern, Daniel Salerson School. Florida would be the two seed, Wake Forest three, and College of Charleston would be the four seed. Two seeds left at 15 would be Georgia, Florida State the two, Texas Tech the three, SEMO the fourth, and as we mentioned, 16th overall seed would be Stanford, LSU would be the two seed, UCSB, the three seed, and Nevada, the four seed. Again, this is just College Baseball Nation's projected regionals as to where they are. Two final SEC series for the Tigers still to go. Tulane can maybe get in there if they win the conference tournament. Again, winning conference tournaments would change some of that as well, but just kind of give you an idea where teams are right now. 
um, give you that. So thought you'd want to hear that from the get-go. Uh, 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation here as well. So as we mentioned, we'll hear from Blake Dean. We'll hear from Matt Reiser. Big, big three-game series coming up for them starting tomorrow. It's incredible how close all those teams are in the Southland Conference. Coming up at 1230, Brian, who's likely a mile high out west, we'll chat with him about what I'm about to get into next segment with Zion and also the NBA playoffs. And again, Saints rookie minicamp starting. Always going to be exciting. There will be availability Saturday, so you'll get fresh Saints rookie sound and video Saturday after their practice. Um, I'm sure Saints fans can't wait for that. I'm pumped up. I can't wait for training camp. I can't wait as I'm about to get into next segment for October, and I'll tell you why. And also at 115, John Sigler, Saints Wire, is going to join us. He went back this week, and he posted this on the 9th. Couldn't join us yesterday, but he is coming up here today. And he went and looked back at the picks for the Saints in this past draft. Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, Alante Taylor, DeMarco Jackson, Jordan Jackson. And just kind of looked at him, whether it's video, whether it's chatting with people, um, how he thinks they're going to be able to fit, and more importantly, can they contribute this year? Can they all make the team? Things of that nature. And that's something that's interesting because that kind of goes to now six days away from the NBA draft lottery we're talking about, right? I mean, looking at the rosters, who can make what team, who can do all of this, and who can do all of that, and and where do they fit? That's kind of one of the importance of it for, from that perspective. So we'll get into all of that and more coming up with him. And then at 2.30... At 2.15, rather, is Sean Fox. So Scott Prather, Matt Reiser this hour, next hour, Blake Dean at 105, John Sigler 115, Brian 130, Sean Fox 215. The rest of the show, of course, is open to your phone calls and over on social media at ESPN Radio NOLA. Last night, a couple of games in the NBA playoffs. What'd you think? Did you watch? And what'd you think of the Sixers and Heat? Not much of a game there, right? Probably a good thing was the early game because, you know, I walked the dog, I cooked dinner out on the grill and, you know, put the kid to bed. And by the time I sat down, I saw the end of the game and I was like, well, I, I guess I didn't miss much. Jimmy Butler, 23 points and B just 17. And look, here, here's the thing. And again, I'm not relating it just to Zion. I'm just saying in general. The thing when you play in a big market or out east, the 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 focus, the flashlight, the magnifying glass on you is something else. Now, Joel Embiid, as you know, is playing with a torn ligament in his thumb. He suffered a concussion, which is why he was out. Also, also an orbital fracture. And there's literally people nationally and people in Philly that were saying the reason he played so poorly yesterday was because he didn't win the MVP. I'm not saying that doesn't affect somebody. I'm not saying that doesn't make you angry. But if anything, I would think it would make you want to play harder, not less. Uh, it's kind of crazy. That's the case. There's a very real thing, though, about the whole Doc Rivers thing. As I mentioned earlier, look, he's been one of those guys. And the Lakers did interview Mark Jackson, by the way, a couple of days ago over the weekend. And, you know, Doc's been linked to it. If he gets fired, all this other stuff. I, I do love Doc Rivers after the game, though. Coach on the loss. What happened? I want to watch the tape or burn the tape. I'm not sure which one. I'll probably watch it uh, because I have to, and then I'll burn it. Uh, but we'll be ready um, next game. We have to be. It is nuts, uh, of course, just didn't play well uh, in that game at all. So we'll see what happens with that game. Mavs and Suns, 110-80. to Phoenix with the win and now the series lead three to two. Devin Booker, 28 points. Luca, 28 points. Again in that game, Devin Booker kind of getting into it with Luca, swatting at the ball. You know what? I, and you saw it here with, with the Pell series, you know, the touching CJ McCollum in the back. Uh, you know, when he was trying to shoot a three when, when the whistle and the play was that he comes across as, um, yeah, an expletive. I, I just, I, I, 
there, there's something about that dude, right? I just, I don't know. I, they're becoming kind of unlikable. I, I kind of wanted him to win. I love Monty Williams. I think Chris Paul winning the title would be fun. Um, and just again, cause the respect to what he's done here and what he's done for the game. And, and I like the game, but man, are they becoming unlikable? Is it just me? Like they're whiny, floppy, Crowder doing his thing yesterday, Booker the same thing, just the, the after the play stuff that he does. Huh? I, I don't know. Is, is it just me? I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or not, but. I'll take your opinions on that if you like. But anyway, they're up 3-2. Tonight, two more games. Bucks and Celtics, uh, they will be underway. And looking forward to that game coming up here at 6 o'clock. And then the Warriors and Grizzlies with Golden State looking to close out Jalas Memphis. As the word has now come out, he has a bone bruise in his knee. And that he's likely done for the season. So... Stinks if you're a Hoops fan for Golden State. Obviously, you want to take care of business and then get ready for either Phoenix or Dallas. 800-998-1003. Next segment is open if you'd like to chime in on any of that, including what will be my lead, Zion. There's been a reporting, a sighting, and I love it. I'm okay with it. There's some people that don't like it. I don't know why. But we'll touch on that here in a quick second. As of course, as always, I gotta remind you about second round action. You better be doing it and watching with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Five bucks to win on any team. When they win, $150 in free bets is coming your way. You gotta do the same game parlays. Next time I'll talk to you about this at 115. I'll pull up the parlays for tonight's game and we'll take a look at it. Total rebounds by a player. Total threes by a player. Total threes by a team. All you, all those are legs. The more you add, the bigger the payout. Plus, all customers. If you do at least three legs or more, if one of them doesn't hit, you get one free one back up to $25. If you're a new customer, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, get LaRose as your promo code ready. Type that in. It's step two. Can't miss it. $150 in free bets is coming your way. Up next, why Zion working out is a good thing. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. This is Beth and Rusty from Terrebonne Ford. We have big news, people. This is your last chance to order a new 2022 Ford F-150. Our order banks close Friday, May 13th. But we have you covered at Terrebonne Ford. Come get the deal you deserve. Order a new 2022 Ford F-150 and get 1,000 order bonus cash. Plus an additional $1,000 accessory allowance. Then choose the color, trim, and options you want. That's right. Get your new Ford F-150 the way you want it and lock in your spot in the building process to order your new f-150 now and take advantage of 1,000 order bonus cash and 1,000 accessory allowance but hurry our order banks close friday may 13th order online at terraboneford.com or come see us at terrabone ford in homa because terrabone ford delivers for the purchase of a new 2022 f-150 with eligible accessories and 513 22 plus tax title and installation not available with some other offers. Detail for details. RTC, Etel, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z-Track mower so they can get as much done as possible. I jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. It's just really fast. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card. 
ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation, buddy. We'll be ready to take your phone calls if you want to do it via social media. At ESPN Radio Nola. the way to do so here as well. You can give me a follow as well at GCAT underscore 17. Earlier this morning, I retweeted... What is our lead today? And it has to do with none other than Zion Williamson. Time now for the lead. The lead. The lead. The lead. Here's what's topping our headlines on the sports hangover. That's right. Two photos. Two photos is enough. You've heard me in the past on the show say, I don't care. I don't know. I don't care what it is. I want a photo, I want a video, I want something. I need to know you're in the lab. You know how the players like to say they're in the lab when they're working on things? That's what I need. I need something. I know the graph makes fun of me, but it is what it is. It makes me feel better. I, I want to. I, I liked seeing Michael Thomas's photo, right? Somebody screenshotted his Instagram stories, remember, uh, of him and Chris Salave last week. You saw him lacing up his... I love it. That means they're doing something. I'm fully aware it's May. I'm fully aware the Pels don't get back into action till October and the Saints don't start until September and training camp is late July. I get all that, but I like seeing it. It lets me know that you're healthy. It lets me know you're doing something other than doing nothing. So that's just me. Duke Basketball tweeted yesterday, 9.56 p.m. At Duke MBB, if you'd like to see it, or just go to my Twitter account and I retweeted it. It's a camera emoji and Zion got that case center work in today. I love it. There he is. It's two photos. It's a split photo. On the left side, there's Zion smiling. It's got that Z freshly cut into the head there. And, uh, looks like he's enjoying himself, about to take a shot. And then the next photo to the right, he actually is about to shoot. Ball in the left hand, kind of flowing in action. That's it. I liked it, though. I like it on a couple of reasons. And, you know, again, I look at some of the comments. And I get it. I get it. Right? Um, Some and most of them are positive. Right? And there's always the one or two of, you know, the negative ones. Again, I don't really pay attention to it because... Some of it is earned. I get it. The injury, not literally, just one or two. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt in that photo. Look, I, I get it. I understand. And that's going to go away when he plays. And the weight comments is going to go away when you see him. But here's the thing. You cannot look at that photo and not think that he is absolutely in better shape than he was at the beginning of the season. He looks good. And actually, I, I grabbed that. Link tweeted it over at the graph and Daniel and Jordan. I'm like, man, you realize, let's count here. Grabbing my left hand here. Ready? Um, May 10th or it's May 11th. So June, July, August, September. They'll probably start coming back here around then. Uh, and then what October was the start of training camp last year, that first week of October. And then you have your preseason get that's five months, five months. Um, again, I'm not Zion. You've heard my journey, right? I've dropped about 15 to 20 pounds, a pound a week, pound or two every other week, five a month. You know, it's trying to slowly kind of get back into my summer build, right? I'm not Zion. And I'm just looking at that photo. I'm looking at the videos during the postseason and the two play-in games. You know, when he was putting on the dunk competition during warm-ups, doing five-on-five with coaches and things of that nature. 
where he's exploding down the baseline and dunking and all that. I guess what I'm trying to get at is this. Come September, October, that dude about to be ripped. And this is why, again, I love this. I saw a comment or two and I got a text or two. Why can't this be at Airline Drive? I hear you. I get it. I can explain it, I think, um, on two levels. A, probably because the team's on vacation. They just ended their season. I mean, Jose Alvarado was in Atlanta, right, on TNT and stuff two nights ago. So probably they're decompressing from the season. Again, it's, oh, what, the second week since they stopped playing? That's, so that's probably where they are. I, I don't know how many players are actually even here. They're all probably out and about. Coaches, players, everybody doing all that stuff. So I actually like that because he could still be here, but he's comfortable there. He's from that area, and that's his place. But why is he comfortable there and not, you know, here? Because he hasn't really built that kind of a relationship with the people that are really here because he hadn't been around the guys that banded together under Willie Green. And again, they're not here. What, what, what do you want him to band and, and do with? And he's comfortable there. And quite frankly, I don't care. What you should care is that there is no other Pelicans around there that I know of, at least in that photo, and he's getting his work in. I like that. I go back to that Friday. The post, you know, season ending presser in which he said he had a message and spoke to Willie Green afterwards about, you know, what, 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 what does coach need him to do? What does coach need him to do? And he said he needed to get the guys together and do all those different things. So I, I again, this is kind of what he had to say about being around the guys and being the summer. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I spoke to coach. I spoke to coach right after the game and said, "Coach, what, uh, whatever you need from me, when it comes to setting up team, the advance, just getting the team together, just anything I can do. Like I'm, I'm there, coach. And like I said, we got a special group. Uh, the guys are already excited about uh, coming together. This. Uh- so here's the other aspect of it, right? If he's working out there, you know he's been here with the team and doing those things. You've seen him working out and all that. So that's why I like it. And look, again, people are going to look at certain things and add it. Don't worry about that anymore, which is why you heard me yesterday say it. I understand fully, and A.J. Cole and a couple of people, look, I, it's absolutely very reasonable for the organization to uh sit there and be like... Got a sheet of paper here. Uh, I, I know it's a couple of paragraphs here, but let uh, escalators or performances, you know, markers. You know, if you play 20 games, there's an extra couple of mil. Like, I, I hear all that. I do. And you heard what I said yesterday. My opinion, I'm Gus and I'm nobody. Mine's simple. Sheet of paper, about two sentences. Five years, 181. If you want to put the performance enhancers or what I call it by that, like I'm talking about like the, you know, if you become like an all NBA and all star, I think it can get up to like 226 or something like that. I'm good with that. Just here, here you go. I, I'm not even, I'm not even going there. I'm not even going there. Is it right to do so? Absolutely. But do you want to make it work fully and do you want to invest in you want, again, you can, you can say it's your, it's your last, we're going to start over here, right? Look at relationships. People that have been married, go to counseling. You have to let things go. You have to move on. They're not easy. They're not hard to do. And you won't forget. You've been hurt. You've been wrong. You feel you haven't communicated. But they're going to tell you that. Right? Somebody sitting in a chair, looking at you, holding a notepad, is going to tell you, you're going to have to let it go. And... I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't other than in terms of what's right or not. I mean, yeah, look, he's been injured. There's been questions about his maturity. And all. I hear you. Do we want to harp on that or do we not? What we do know is that that's somebody that, as he said, wasn't in a great headspace. 
That's what he said. May 1st. Uh, that's what any injury. Uh, like when I hurt my knee my rookie year, I, I was in a bad space then because, I mean, I'm an athlete. Uh, I think people don't understand when you when you have an injury like that, that affects your everyday life. Like driving, like getting up to do things around your house, it affects everything. So it sucks. But after, when you're able to walk and run and do stuff, great space after that. So again, you know, so much has been a focus in the last year, two years with athletes, the Olympics, Simone Biles, athletes in the NFL, athletes in the NBA, you know, about having a, a good mental headspace and mental health and the importance of it. I, I, and again, I'm not saying that if you show up to his, uh, you know, his agent with two, three sheets of paper with, hey, if you play this many minutes and do this and don't get injured, get that, that it wouldn't affect him or would. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm not risking it. And I'm just saying, you know what, is it that important to me? Because what I'm seeing in the last month is probably more of the Zion I expected to see than I have seen. Does that make sense? Like, you're watching him interact with the rest of that team. I, I'm confident in Willie. I'm confident in the leadership on this team. I'm confident that the guys that he'll be around will motivate him, and he can't wait to be a part of that. I'm confident, and I have to believe at some point, if I want to move on, I have to believe what he's telling me. And on the 1st of May, he told me he wants to sign. He told me he wants to be here. He told me he wants to get the guys together. He told me he's excited about the future. I just might then it's simple for me. Here's the extension. Let's get to work. Can't wait. That's me. So I love seeing that yesterday. I love seeing that yesterday. You know? And if anything, if you're a Pels fan, dude, I can't wait now for five months, huh? I can't wait. But look, it was nice. And that's what I'm saying. Graph, if you're listening. I like that. I like a little photo here and there. Let's me know you in the lab. And more importantly, I think it's awesome. It's awesome for Pels fans, man, to continue that momentum. And more importantly, it shows that he's ready. And you got to imagine, man, not playing for a year, it probably bothered him. It probably bothered him, right? So I like it. I like hearing it. We'll ask Scott Prather his thoughts there as well. Plus, Saints rookie minicamp is coming up. And what do we do with all these leaks? Do, do I buy the leaks? Do I buy not the schedule leaks? Or do I just wait until tomorrow when somebody will leak the whole schedule <laughs> for reals or wait till 7 o'clock? Either way. We'll continue our discussion. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 
Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003. You just heard the voiceover guy there. And, of course, ESPN Radio Nola. Two ways to get involved in the show. Looking forward to taking your phone calls. We'll have another open segment here coming up later in the show. Matt Reiser, head coach of your Southeastern Lions, coming up next segment. My goodness, the Southland Conference is something else, but... Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette, uh, at Scott Mimic on Twitter. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm great, Gus. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I want to start with the Cajuns. They're the first four out per College Baseball Nation, and they just released their projected regionals and, and things of that nature. So they're on the cusp there. How have the Cajuns been on the diamond this year? Well, they've, they've, they've been good as of late. I think it was nine of the last ten. Uh, they've won seven straight series, weekend series in a row. Uh, they're looking to make it eight straight next weekend. They're taking on Texas State, who's on top of the Sunbelt Conference, whose RPI is currently at 38. So, you know, they've, they've, it's taken some time to find their way, but they're, I would say, in talking to assistant coach Anthony Babineau this morning, mm-hmm. the, the staff feels like they're playing the best baseball they've played all season right now, but they also feel like they, they, they can play a lot better. Uh, which, which I guess is what you, you want to hear if you're somebody that right. roots for the Rage Occasions. And, you know, another thing to keep an eye on, Gus, is they're at Rice tonight. Rice isn't very good this year, but they won there last night. And then Texas State this weekend. Four more road games. If you get to 15 road wins, that's always been a big component for the committee when they're looking at, they're not just looking at RPI. That's obviously a big part of it, but road wins, strength of schedule. You know, the Cajuns' non-conference strength of schedule is one of the top five in the country to this point. And so that's been a reason why I think you see 29 and 17 and you're like, wait, their RPI is currently 53. Why are they first four in or first four out? If you don't know what you look at, it's that non-conference schedule, right? It's mm-hmm. how they're playing right now. It's potentially 15 road wins. So every game from here on out for, for the Cajuns is, is very, very critical. If they don't win the conference tournament, to be in that large bid, they're going to be right there on the wall. Are they going to be in or are they going to be out? I think these next six, seven games is really going to sway whether or not they're in that large bid or not. Got Rice coming up and then uh, Texas State, 15th-ranked Texas State coming up uh, on the weekend here, Scott. So that's going to be a big one on the road, as you're mentioning. So you try to get as many as you can. they got Nichols coming up uh, to end their season, but you guys still got a few more to get into. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, Scott, I just wrapped up with um, kind of something I sent you this morning. I like it. I love it. Now, Todd and a couple of my friends make fun of me. I want as many photos and videos of, quote, unquote, guys in the lab as possible. I like Michael Thomas's, you know, little Instagram story where I see him with Chris Olave. And I love Duke basketball tweeting Zion Williamson getting some work in. It's May 10th when he was doing that. It's May 11th today, five months away from getting back into action on the regular season. I love it. Do you like it? Does it make you feel good or am I making too much of it? Hey, man, you know, as long as he doesn't uh, prick foot, I'm all about it. Uh, you know, don't go, don't go so hard because you're just so thrilled. Don't do what you did last off season. But look, man, no, I, I dig it. He's, uh, you know, he's getting into better shape. Obviously, he really wanted to get on the court, but they're thinking long term. And you know, once, once you're able to offer him that extension, sign it, get him geared up and ready. He is, if he remains healthy, guys, he's going to be so ready. He's going to want to run through a wall by the time next season tips off. And yeah, they're going to need to get used to, to, to having them back in the lineup with this team and how is the offense going to look, how are they going to run through it with he and Ingram, but that's all stuff they can figure out. You do what you did last year with the Pelicans and how great they looked by the end of the season. You had a superstar to it, and uh, and then the culture, which is something that David Griffin has been preaching for years, he finally seemed to get it right last year with Willie Green and everything that went into it, man. I'm yeah, give me, give me, give me Zion in the gym in the offseason. Give me Zion working out. But really, once you get deeper into the offseason, Gus, and you have mm-hmm. some of these player voluntary workouts, right, where the players put it together, the fact that Zion said, you know, on the, the you know, the final media uh, session of the season after the season ended, that, you know, he wants to get guys together and work yeah. out this year. 
Big that's, man. that's what I want to see. It's nice yeah. to see him at Duke. I want to see him and the other guys, wherever it might be, L.A., Phoenix, New Orleans, wherever. Get them this summer getting together and uh, him getting reps with these teammates of his that, you know, he's played with, with B.I. a little bit, but it's, you know, I mean, how many guys on the current roster has he gotten a lot of reps with I yeah. mean, other than B.I.? So he needs to he needs to start acclimating himself with those guys. That's the ones I'm really going to get excited about, but I'm certainly not going to uh, frown upon or say anything negative about, you know, seeing him getting after it in the gym over in Duke. Yeah, it's good stuff. I love it. And look, if, if stuff like that didn't matter, Scott, then Tom Brady, right? The first year that he was with Tampa and last year wouldn't be getting together with Gronk and those other guys. Jameis Winston last year getting together with, you know, Traquan Smith and other receivers. Any time you can spend together, I think is crucial and it absolutely helps. It really honestly does because quite honestly, when you get back together, man, it's so fast. It just ramps up. You know, there's really no real preseason. You got like a week or two and then there's regular season games and, you know, as as we've seen, they really do matter. I know it's 82, but Scott, you can't tell me those early games don't matter. One or two more wins and you're not in that play-in. One or two more wins, you know, you make sure that you're hosting that play-in. You maybe can rest some players and you don't have to go as hard because I thought the legs kind of left C.J. McCollum and B.I. in games five and six. So that that's why... I think it's key to get as much action as you can. And it also led me to my conversation yesterday that I'll ask you now. What do you do with this draft pick? I mean, tomorrow, uh, next week, we'll find out where in the lottery you get. I felt like a lot of people that I've talked to, Will Guillory, Christian Clark, that cover the team and fans, they want to keep it. I, I think I'm keeping it, especially if it's one through four. I, I'm, I'm keeping it no matter what. I was, I'm with Will and I'm with Christian, and I know in the past that wasn't the Pelican away, right? Uh, Del Demps was going the young vets routes, trade some picks, get some young vets on the team, and, you know, it didn't work. And somewhat in defense of Dell, you know, they never really were fully healthy to see if it could have worked, but the reality is it didn't work, right? You've got a young team that's about to get expensive. Hit on your draft picks. Hit on the picks. Now you can, you can, you know, you can open up a title window potentially because whenever you're getting – Rookie contracts as big contributors. No different than in the NFL, right? We say that a lot, man. You get a great quarterback and he's on a rookie deal, that window's going to be open. And then when he signs to do it, it's going to be tough. It's slightly different in the NBA with luxury tax and things like that. But no owner wants to pay a giant luxury tax. And if you do pay it, you want to really win. Having Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, and Trey Murphy on the deals that you do for the next couple of seasons, you get a great piece, whether it be in the top four, whether it be eighth or ninth overall, trust in your scouts. They did a great job last year. Hit on that pick. You're not. You're a young team. I think if you go the route of let's try to bring in some more veterans and older veterans, youth isn't a bad thing, right? And CJ's got a lot of experience, so you've got a veteran there, a lot of playoff experience. Jonas Valanciunas just turned 30. He's got playoff experience. That's enough, right? And now you've got guys on the team that got the experience this year. But I think it would be foolish, unless it's a superstar, mind you. But right. I, I think that's going to be the case. I think it would be foolish to give this pick up for some kind of veteran whenever you're really – if you want to keep this core together and you want it to be somewhat affordable, you got to hit on these picks. And I'm, I'm saying take it, man. Hit these. You, you, Memphis, had a, Memphis had a really nice run. But the reason it ended, and I'm talking back when it was Grit and Grind, Tony Gallo, sure. Marcus Ball, Zach Randolph, the reason it, 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 it ended, or the reason, rather, it lasted a while, but the reason they couldn't get into the finals, they could do a conference finals, is because they didn't have the depth because they whiffed on draft picks. Go and look at some of the first-round picks they had, or even second round. They didn't pan out. I mean, I, I don't even remember the names of all the guys, but they just weren't good. And, and I don't, a lot of those guys aren't even in the league anymore. And so when you, you couldn't even get rotational guys that you could trust to go in there and play with the Mike Conleys, the Marcus Sauls, the Zach Randolphs, and, and, and that's really where they struck out. And I think for the Pelicans, they hit a grand slam last year with their rookies. You might not hit a home run this year, but if right. you just if you get on base, you get some offense, yeah. you get a rotation a piece for the next several years, I think that helps you more long-term than a player that might be better next year, might help you more next year, 
but not in the long term. I'm all about keeping that pick. That's 100%. Yeah, no doubt. And again, especially if you somehow, some way, 26% to get in the top four, 6% to get number one. I get one or two. I am throwing a party, Scott, because I would absolutely take Ivy or Smith, whoever's available. Whoever's there at two, I, that'd be fine. Ivy is a point guard, shooting guard, and then Jamar, Jamar Smith, who can just be your score. I'm good because I kept saying yesterday, I'll go the Trey Murphy method, right? I mean, you saw him progress. You don't have to put him out there and be your guy immediately. Adds depth to your team, adds scoring. I am all about it. Got about two minutes left here, Scott. I want to ask you a quick Saints question. Saints rookie minicamp coming up this weekend. And you'll get a chance to kind of chat with them for the first time and kind of see that. Um, when you look at this class, it kind of looks like it's a class that adds depth and immediate starters here as well. Could we be hopefully looking at a class that is going to be kind of important, maybe a cornerstone class? Well, I, I, again, we go back to those rookie deals. They better be. When you give up the assets, <laughs> they gave up a lot to, mm-hmm. to, get, to get, you know, Chris Olave and, and Trevor Penning and, they gave up a lot of future assets. He won a hit on that. Alante Taylor, DeMarco Jackson, Jordan Jackson. Uh, you know, DeWan Dixon's UDFA that played at Nichols that I want to keep a close eye on. Uh, I think he has a good chance to make the team. But, yeah, man, there is, uh, there's no doubt that if you look back at a banner class, I don't know that you're going to have one like 2017 by any means, but if you can have a solid one where you've got multiple starters and mm-hmm. one or two pro bowlers, then it was all worth it, right? Then you've got guys on rookie deals for a while. All, all of these draft pundits ripping on the Saints class, they have no idea. You don't know how these guys are going to be. You're going to grade it in a couple of years. That's what you're going to do. So ripping on them now for giving up future assets, it's okay if you give it up if they hit. And, and, and I'm anxious to see these guys in minicamp, honestly. Just their poise, the things they say, but I want to I want to see them out on the field, guys. I want to see them in their shells. I want to see what they bring to the table. Sure, I'm, I'm ready for some football, man. I mean, training camp, I'm a few months off, but bring That's it. What on. I'm saying, so I'm saying, I need I need Alex and the rest of the Saint social media team. I need photos. I need videos. I need stuff going on. I know they're in shorts, then I know they're in just a jersey. I don't care. That's what I want. Scott Prather, give him a follow on Twitter at Scott Mimic, ESPN Lafayette. As always, he joins us on Wednesdays. Appreciate the time, buddy. Always, Gus. Appreciate you. Sounds good, my friend. Take care. When we come back, we'll reach out to head coach Matt Reiser of the Southeastern Lions. Steam lost yesterday to LSU, but the focus is conference play this weekend. In particular, Nichols tomorrow. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. If you suffer from neck or back pain, get relief from the experts at Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. We'll start with an evaluation and develop a treatment plan just for you. We offer non-surgical treatment options and, if needed, minimally invasive surgery, which can mean a quicker recovery. Get relief from neck and back pain and get back to work and play with Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. Call 985-493-4501. 493-4501. 
can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You can follow Southeastern Baseball on Twitter at LionUpBaseball. And, of course, you can go to the school's athletic website, LionSports.net. Head coach Matt Reiser has joined us throughout the season. As always, man, appreciate the time. I know it's busy, and I know you got the final series coming up. It's kind of big, but, Matt, appreciate the time. How are you, man? Doing great, Gus. How are you, man? Doing fantastic. Look, last night you guys fell 17-3, to but I want to focus on what's happened as to why you guys got back in contention here and will be playing for regular season conference championship here this weekend. The last two weekend series, Northwestern State, you won 2-3, or three, and then you swept HBU. Coach, a uh, heck of a job by your team to take care of the business you need to conference-wise over the weekends. Yeah, no doubt. You know, last night, unfortunately, it was probably one of the more meaningless games I've ever coached in my life, believe <laughs> right. it or not. Uh, you know, you look in here, and it's in the first place in the conference, and, uh, you know, we were down another three on last weekend. Just just unbelievable, man. You know, the, the Friday night guy we had, Will Kinzer, was out last weekend, and another guy was strapped, another guy with another elbow issue. So it was just uh, it was a wild weekend for sure. So, yeah, we knew going into yesterday, you know, uh, guys were get some opportunities, hopefully, to impact the weekend. and. And if they didn't, then they had a chance to get ugly, so it did. But you know, the, the message after the game was pretty simple, man. We know what our focus is. Uh, we put ourselves in a really good position now to win a, win a conference championship, and that's the number one goal at the beginning of the season, win that regular season title. So, you know, we're going to continue to build on that momentum we've had the last couple of weeks and, and really the last two months, you know, since that first nickel series that we had where we got swept. We had the right. one nickel off against McNeese there. We got walked off a couple of times, but – uh, hey man, just put all the focus and energy in that and focus on, on what to do to get better tomorrow and get ready for Thursday. Yeah, I still remember our conversation from a week ago, coach, and you told me essentially you were, you were going to see if me or, or Graf had any, you know, eligibility <laughs> left because he needed some arms, man. And, uh, you know, I, I could have probably pitched yesterday. The score would have been the same. You know, I don't have any velocity, but, uh, but Matt, that's, that's incredible again that you're, that you're here and that's all you want as a coach, right? And that's all you kind of want from your team to, to not give up and believe and, and now it's in your hands. Obviously, other things may need to happen, but bottom line, if you take care of your business, you're at least going to be yeah. putting yourself in a position, right? And that's all you want. Yeah, that's all you can ask for, man. The kids, like I told you a few times through Gus, you know, I got asked that question of me at 18 a few months ago, and I told that, that person, you know, I'm better uh, 10 18 this year than I have some years being 18 and 10, and the reason being is just the way these kids go, man. They they don't make excuses. Uh, they continue to, to persevere. They continue to, to show ways that, that, that they still cease to amaze me. They're, they're going to get through things and fight through things together. They've been selfless. They've been competitive. Uh, and when you do all that, man, you got a chance to, to have a special club. So, like we talked about a little bit last week, you got a chance to put a kind of storybook in into a crazy and wild year. But, um, yeah, I mean, this, is, this has been a fun team to coach, regardless of the ups and downs and everything that we've been through, because they continue to show up every single day and and do what we ask, and do it collectively together. Speak with head coach Matt Reiser of the Southeastern Lions. They are tied with McNeese, 12-9 and nine on top of the conference, and then coach right below you, UNO, Nichols, Northwestern State, and HBU at 11-10. and 10. Um, yeah. We're going to talk with Coach Dean coming up next, uh, next segment here as well. It's just crazy. You know, all these teams, Nichols with, with Coach Silva, all y'all have had like a, a period or two during the season of adversity and then kind of – you know, run, rattle off a couple of wins here as well. This conference tournament is going to be incredible. Yeah, it should make for, for <laughs> a really interesting two weeks. You know, obviously this weekend, hopefully Bruce, our, our conference liaison, got the tiebreaker figured out for seeding stuff. And I think it's going to go pretty in detail there with, you know, like you said, six teams still within one game of this thing. And uh, and all of us playing each other this weekend, right? So it's, it's going to be probably wild there to do that. And then also, yeah, next weekend with the conference tournament, uh, it's, it's going to be anybody's game, you know. Uh, I think it's going to be about who's playing right at the right time. And obviously, we've we've been playing well, you know. Besides the one they up against McNeese, you know, we've won, you know, six of our last seven series, and, and hopefully, plan on making you know seven here. Coach, obviously, then and now, beginning a conference play, end the conference play, teams become different, even though it was just a month or two ago, right? March 25th, 6th, and 7th, you guys faced Nichols. They swept you. What do you remember from that series? Can you take anything from that series? Yeah, you know, I think we can take a lot from that series. Uh, you know, I think we've learned a lot about ourselves as a team. I think some of those guys that were 
you know, we would have to baptize a little bit. Uh, they learn more about themselves and matured and what they've done. Uh, you know, uh, just for instance, Andrew Landry. You know, now we're you know he was he was the Friday night guy that we brought in in relief and was going really well. And you know, that was the thing same week that we lost Harrington and, and knew Supers was going to be done for the year. So it was kind of a double blow to us. And, uh, you know, we got greedy. We mismanaged some things. We, we ran Landry back out there to let Trahan close it, finish it off, and made for a crazy ninth inning. And then, you know, obviously they kind of rode the momentum the rest of the weekend after they come back there on Friday night. Again, we just felt like we had in hand and dominated the field for nine innings. So, right. uh, you know, things since then have got worked out a little bit, you know, but there's been more injuries and, more situations, but guys have just kind of solidified some more roles for us. I think they've done a good job of maturing, and regardless of what the role it is, if they're coming out of the bullpen or like Landry now is the starting force, uh, you know, he went seven, got pitcher of the week last week with a complete game, uh, you know, one-hit shutout. So, you know, those guys have come a long, long ways. Uh, I'm sure they're in the same similar position. You know, I know they lost their closer that weekend to us. You know, he was trying to close out that last game and, and, and trained his MCL or, or whatever he ended up doing there. And he's been out, so they've had to try to figure out, you know, closing situation, pitch situation, uh, same similar situation. So, you know, we we're into. I think there's a lot of things we've learned about ourselves uh, over the year, over the course of the year. Uh, we've seen these guys grow, some these younger guys grow. You know, last week we started Adam Goose on Friday night in a big series against Houston Baptist, who was number one at the time in the league, yeah. and gave us the out we needed. You know, he didn't complicate it. Those guys, young guys, really, really matured a ton in the last uh, in the last four to six weeks. It almost does feel like, it, for lack of a better phrase, almost like playoff ball, right? Like we saw with the right. Pelicans in the entire month of April was essentially playoff. Yep. Do you think having to perform the way you got, like you had to win these series, Coach, the last two weekends to put yourself in position, do you think that, as we wrap up here, kind of maybe helps you for a series like this this uh, starting tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we talked about it, you know, we, we, we talked about you know, as the season prolongs and you get deeper into the season, you know, there's going to be more and more pressure on each game to win, you know, all the way to you dog pile in Omaha. I mean, you know, every every game's got more weight to it. And eventually, at some point in time, you're going to be playing for your life, right? Uh, either you win and you go home, uh, or you win or you go home type of deal scenario. So, you know, obviously, I think that's kind of where the guys have been the mindset of, hey, man, this is, this is fun, right? We, we know we've got some seniors, some upperclassmen. This is their last hoorah, you know, and they're not thinking about what's to end. They're thinking about what's to come. And this is the favorite part of the year where they get postseason play, right? They're playing for championships, start to heat up a little bit. School's getting out. We're finishing finals this week. This is the best time of their life to be able to be a, a college baseball player where they get to focus on just the baseball and play for the postseason championships. Matt Reiser, head coach of the Southeastern Lions. I appreciate the time. A game yesterday, an important series this weekend, and you're squeezing us in. I've enjoyed chatting with you guys uh, throughout the season, though, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, Gus. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Good luck, and we will talk to you again soon. Head coach Matt Reiser of the Southeastern Lions. Give his team a follow on the athletic website, lionsports.net, and, of course, over on Twitter. It's a real easy one at Lion Up Baseball. That wraps up our number one. When we come back, Blake Dean, head coach of the UNO Privateers, will join us. We'll talk about his team, 11-10. and 10. Again, a game out of first place. They were supposed to play South Alabama, but their series with Northwestern State got moved to Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So no game today with them. And they will take on Northwestern State starting tomorrow, 6.30, Friday 6.30, and again Saturday at 1 o'clock. So we'll chat with him Coming up. Also next hour, John Sigler of the Saints Wire will join us at 115. He went back and looked at all of the draft picks that the Saints had this year and give us his thoughts on each as it is Saints rookie minicamp this weekend. Saturday, a media availability and a chance for reporters to get this going the locker room. How about that? Get a chance to see that. So the only reason it matters for you guys, Saints fans, fresh Saints video and photos of your rookies. How about that? Getting closer. Mini camps, no TAs. Always a pleasure. Brian, who's likely a mile high out west at 1.30. Sean Fox, 2.15. Your phone calls rested away. I'm Gus. Buddy's setting us to break. It's the Sports Angle on ESPN New Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. 
Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you. With supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, click Granger.com or just...